Well, peace can be something in our life that can seem very elusive. As John, you know, so eloquently displayed, life can feel like we're drowning. And even though at times we feel like we're getting close to peace, it always feels like it's just, it's just another step away, another step away. And it feels like we, we never quite get there. You know, this morning, um, as I was preparing to, you know, give this message on peace, at 3.45 this morning, I suddenly woke up. And as I woke up, I remembered that I was having this intense dream. And in this intense dream, I was standing next to Jake Vanway. I really was, Jake. This is no joke. I was standing next to Jake Vanway, and Jake was taking a water bottle and spraying water into his mouth. And I said, Jake, that's okay now, but later when there's chemicals in the bottle, don't do that. Don't spray it in your mouth. And then suddenly I woke up. So I don't know if that's prophetic or something, but, but there you go, Jake. Just something for you to remember. Well, after that, my mind just starts going, okay? And by the way, the reason I woke up is because um, I've asked my family that when they go to bed after me to open the bedroom door, because there's some kind of heat source in my bedroom, I don't know, and it gets hot. And about, you know, halfway through the night, suddenly I wake up because I'm so hot. Well, I did. I woke up, I opened the door and turned the fan on. But even though I've got, you know, maybe a couple more hours I could sleep, I can't do it. My mind is just going. And as I'm doing this, you, you get to this place where, where you want to just, you know, spin out of control. You're trying to figure everything out. How do I fix this? How do I do this? You know, just on and on it goes. And as I was doing this, one of the things that the Lord began to do is to direct me back to him. You are never going to get peace in all of your circumstances. But that's what we go for, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's a natural thing and it's not wrong to want peace. But, but here's the thing. The scripture that we're going to look at this morning, Jesus clearly tells us, in this world, you will have trouble. So I want you to understand that right off the bat. We, we are, you know, swimming in this, this water, okay, and, and uh, that we call the world, and we're not going to get out of it until we meet Jesus. Our choices are we either drown or... We try to abide in Jesus, and as we abide in Jesus, we're able to kind of float. <laughs> but we don't get to leave this behind. You are constantly going to have trials. You are constantly going to have sorrows. I don't say that to discourage you. It just is what it is. Because if you live in this surreal place that you're going to reach a place in this life where everything is at peace and all your circumstances are good, you are going to be really, really disappointed. And at some point, you're going to be really, really discouraged. And at some point, you're going to be tempted to abandon your faith. Because you're going to be like, this is just awful. Well, I'm telling you now what it's going to be like. No matter how old you get, okay, you may be in a place right now where, where maybe you're younger than I am and you're thinking, man, I'm just, I'm going to get this in place, I'm going to get this in place, I'm going to get this person out of my life, you know, and there may be people that you need to step away from and there may be situations that, that you need to change. We certainly want to work for peace, 
But understand in the midst of that, you are never going to reach a place where things are constantly peaceful around you. But here's the good news. The good news is, is that you can live in a place of peace. It's not something that you can create, but it's something that Jesus offers you. Jesus literally offers you peace and you are able to receive it. If you've never received it, you're able to receive it right now. If you've received it, but you've kind of walked away from it, guess what? You can step right back into the peace that he offers today. How do we do that? The scripture I want to look at is John 16.33. This is one verse, um, but this one verse is kind of the conclusion of Three different chapters. And, well, and he actually, he continues it into the 17th chapter. But, but just to kind of give you an idea of what's going on here, um, Jesus is, is headed to his death, and he knows it. He's headed to his death, and he knows it. And back at the beginning of chapter 14, he begins to share kind of his last words with his disciples. Because he knows hell's about to break out. And he knows that when he's arrested, as he's going to be, and as he's crucified, what's going to happen is his disciples are going to scatter. And so he's giving them this last words of, okay, I'm not going to be with you in physical form anymore, but this is how you walk out life. And so these words are for us today. This is how we walk out life. Not with a false sense of reality that everything's going to go great, because it's not. But you are able to walk in victory. You are able to walk in peace, even when there's a storm around you. Scripture says that God, Jesus, is able to be our shelter in the storm. Does that mean the rain stops? No, you're going to hear it. But he's a shelter, and we can, we can uh, rest underneath him in the midst of that. So 16.33 says this. This is Jesus talking. He says, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in the world. I've told you all this so that you may have peace in the world. If you're following along with me, that is not what it says. It says you can have peace in me. Your peace is in him. The, the picture of the orange again. Okay? He, he's the peel. And the, by the way, the only thing I could think of, he was saying appeal. And I was like, you don't have appeal. That's, that's the only thing I could think of as you were. I just had to get that out. Sorry. But he is like that peel. He is like that peel. But, but here's the thing. We've got to constantly step into him. And the world and the enemy is constantly trying to get our brains to go a hundred different places. Let me give you an example. Okay. Um, I was seeing God work recently, and, and God was doing something that, that I've heard it described as uh, God winks. I think there's even a movie about this or something. You know, little ways that, that God was saying um, that I'm working and I've got this. So uh, we were doing a college visit recently. So our oldest is already off of college. Our second oldest is, is preparing to go. Okay, And my prayer above all else is that my children would know God and walk with Him. 
And even if that means taking away worldly successes, that they, he would do it so that they would know him. So we're looking at this college that's three and a half hours away, okay, a long ways away, and you know, your, your kid's getting ready to go off and, and, and be on their own, and some things that occurred, and it, this may sound silly, but I'm telling you, this is God, you know, just kind of saying, I've got this. So that night, <clears throat> we were having this, this meal, and we were with our kids, and my daughter had driven up from Nashville, and it was just, it was just nice. It was, it was really fun. And, and we were praying before the meal, and right when we finished, the waitress walks up and loudly says, Amen! Like for the whole restaurant to hear. And I'm like, what? I mean, that has never happened to me. I mean, once in a blue moon, I get somebody looking and they kind of smile, you know, like, you know, oh, I know Jesus too, kind of a thing like that. But this has never happened before. And like, she was like loud. And I'm like, oh, wow. And this is in an urban area, by the way. This isn't some small town. Next morning, we're having breakfast. And uh, we're in the hotel, you know, whatever place, having breakfast. We're praying again and we finish. The guy at the table over Again, amen, like loud for everybody to hear. And I'm like, that's never happened, and now it's happened twice. And I really felt like God was saying, I'm here. I've got this. I'm guiding. We're, we're having, uh, uh, getting a college tour, and the people who are leading us, and by the way, this is a secular university, okay? This is a state university. The three people that are leading us, they're juniors in school, and, and two of them are sharing about how they're involved in these Christian fellowships, and they say, if you're interested in that, talk to me afterwards. And I'm just like, this is crazy. I, I mean, in, in the, the state-run organizations that, that you know, I've been a part of, you know, you're going to hear the opposite, you know. <laughs> I'm a part of, you know, uh, this satanic group, or I'm a part of this, uh, you know, I, I, whatever group that is anti-God. The, those are the things that you're going to hear. And I felt like, again, God was saying, I've got this. But here's the thing that I want you to hear. God was doing all of these things, but inside me there was a stirring and the enemy was trying to take me to a different place because there were other things that were not lined up that we were were looking for as far as just scholarships and and, and things like that and and there was all this uh, thing inside of me that was like God what's happening here are you really going to provide but my focal point was on the things that weren't happening instead of the things that God was doing. Do you see what I'm saying? And we constantly have that choice as we walk with Jesus. And that's why we have to make a constant decision to step back into Jesus and say, Jesus, give me your mind and give me your eyes. Because all around us, there are things that are going on that are not good right now, okay? There are things, I don't know what they are. There are things tempting to distract you. There are things that are maybe frustrating you. You know, maybe you're up here in the front row and you're getting some spit on you from me. I don't know. There's always things that that are tempting. But in the midst of it, we got to check back in. God, give me your eyes. Jesus, show me where your peace is. Do you see what I'm saying? That's where it comes from. So the peace is not in the world. It's not going to happen. The peace is in Jesus. Now, he goes on and he says, Here on earth you will have many, many 
trials and sorrows. You're not only going to have trials, okay, but you're going to have sorrows. I mean, the longer I live, the more the sorrows build up, you know, from people that, um, that you thought would always be there, and suddenly they abandon you, and you're just like, what just happened? And, you know, somebody that maybe you've walked with for years, I mean, that stuff can scar you to the point that, that you stop living from your heart, you know what I'm saying? So what do we do with that? Well, we got to step back in and we got to say, Jesus, you are my peace, not this world. Jesus, I need your perspective. Because the temptation is we stop living from our heart, which is to say we stop being led by the Lord. We stop being led by his spirit because we go into this protection mode of I'm not going to get hurt, which in reality, what happens then is that you just go into a deep darkness because you're no longer seeking to connect with people. And because you're not doing that, you're not seeking to connect with God. But that's where we can go. That's why we've got to know this is going to happen, okay? The trials, the sorrows. We're going to lose people that we love, you know? People, people are going to pass on. The older I get, the more people that I know pass away. And it has an impact on me. The people that, you know, in my childhood, I, I knew all of my life and they meant so much to me and they're gone. <laughs> and, and you know what? It keeps coming back to me. I mean, my father's been gone a long time, but you know what? I mean, probably every week at least, I don't know every day, but every week there's something that comes up and I'm just reminded and I'm just like, he's not here. He's not here. I mean, just over and over those things build up. But what do we do with those? That's where we say, okay, mm, this is a reminder to step back in to Jesus. Jesus, give me your perspective. Someday, th this world is temporary. Someday I'm going to be with you. Someday I'm going to see the others who followed you and I'm going to see them again. And it's going to be a celebration. I allow those things to point me back to God. Because here's the danger. If things all go well for you, and the things go well for me, I stop looking at God. I mean, I do it without thinking. When things are going good, I'm just focused on the things that are going good. And I'm like, give me more, give me more, right? But when things aren't going good, man, points me right back to the Lord. Let it point you back to the Lord. He goes on and he says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. That means several things. First of all, we have a hope in heaven, okay? He's overcome this. We're not going to be here forever. But, but it's more than that. When he says he's overcome the world, here's what that means. You don't have to live in the chaos of the world, even though it's all around you. You can live with a different perspective. I mean, that doesn't mean that you're disconnected from reality, but it does mean that you're disconnected from the chaos. When people are, are, are just all upset and, and they're just angry all the time, you are able to walk in a place of peace. Why? Because everything in your life is going well? No, because you are connected with the one who has overcome the world. And he is able to not only give you a different perspective, but to give you a different experience. I mean, think about, you know, the apostles who were literally sitting in jail. 
They're literally sitting in jail and they start singing. Why do they start singing? Because they are connected with the Lord. And they are able to connect with him and no one can take that away. You can chain their body up all you want. You can't take that connection away. And so they weren't singing because, well, this is probably the the thing that we should do. No, they're singing because that's what's flowing out of their heart. And that's what happens when things around us aren't going the way we want and we allow it to point us to him. I also want to go back to the very beginning in John 14, verse 1, where he started talking to him. okay? Again, this is, he goes, I mean, really, it's, it's 14, 15, 16, and chapter 17 that he gives them all of this. But at the very start, he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. Now, I want you to catch, don't let your hearts be troubled. We feel like there's nothing we can do about it. But here is the reality. I let it happen. I let it happen. The enemy is constantly putting stuff in front of me, and I've got you know my flesh constantly, but I choose. Do I run with this, or do I not? Now, it's not a matter of me just saying, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. No, no, no. i got to have a reverse reaction. What's the reverse reaction? The reverse reaction is to trust in God. So going back to the the college visit where I'm feeling it, you know? It's like I'm seeing all this good stuff, but, but I'm about to get into a place of anxiety and not appreciate the fact that I'm uh, away from work and I'm with my family and, and we're having this great time together because inside I'm tempted to be in, in internal turmoil wondering what the future is going to hold. But I had to make a choice. God has always led my life. God has always led the life of my children. He's always provided for them. Have they gone through hard things? Absolutely. But has he brought them through? Yes. Has he, has he used the trials and turned them into something good? Yes, he has. But we have to make the choice, I'm going to trust. If I'm, if I'm just kind of like, oh, well, you know, God will work it out. No, no, no. Trusting God is an action. I'm stepping into it. God, what are you doing? God, give me your perspective. God, what do you want me to say or do? Because sometimes the Lord's going to lead us to do things. Sometimes the Lord's going to lead us to say things. I don't want to just be like, oh, well, God's got it under control. No, that's just, that, that's not going to work. To trust in God is to step in and say, God, what are you leading me to do? What's the perspective that I should have in this? Now, another verse that I want to share is um, in chapter 16. Um, I'm sorry. Chapter 14. (laughs) I'm going by memory here. Chapter 14 and verse 27. He says this, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or 
afraid. This is a gift that he gives us. And the reason I want you to hear that is, it's not something that you can work up, okay? I'm not giving you psychobabble here. This is not something that you produce by saying, well, I'm going to choose to believe this. No, that's not what this is. God is real. Jesus is real. And if you read through these chapters, one of the things that he shares with his disciples is that he's going to send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is real. Okay? The Holy Spirit lives inside of me. However, I also have what's called a flesh inside of me, and they're constantly at war. I have to choose, am I going to listen to the Spirit, am I going to follow the Spirit, or am I going to follow my flesh? Now, my flesh is all about me. My flesh is all about revenge and, you know, getting what's mine and, and all of those things. And whenever I follow it, um, it, it has the appearance gonna, that it's going to be fulfilling, but it never is. Never. But when I follow the Spirit, the Spirit leads me to forget about myself, trust in God, and look to be used of Him. What always happens is I find life and fulfillment like I've never known. Because I stopped thinking about fulfilling those things. I looked to the Lord and I started to be used by Him and look to follow His ways. And what happened was the peace that Jesus gives. It's real. I stepped into it. Now again, I, I got to choose to constantly walk in it, and it's a constant battle. But I want you to hear this this morning. It's real. Because I know you got problems, okay? Every one of us. And it's never going to stop. That thing that you're so worried about now, maybe in a few weeks, maybe in a few months, I, I don't know. At some point, you're going to stop worrying about that, and you're going to go on to the next thing. And the next thing, and the next thing, when you get that relationship figured out that you're all worried about right now, something else is going to pop up. You know, that job problem you're having right now that you're so focused on, something else is going to pop up. On and on it goes, that financial thing that you're so worried about. Well, guess what? There's another one coming down the pike, okay? It's a constant thing. So it's not that we... Um, act as if we don't live in this world, but we put our eyes on Jesus and we get his perspective. And not only does he give us peace in that, but he also begins to work in our circumstances because we are trusting him. But when I am in a place that I'm constantly trying to do it on my own, guess what? He's not working on my behalf because I'm not trusting in him. And if he were to my behalf, what it would do is it would increase the idea that if I can make things happen, and I can't. So I want to encourage you this morning. I know that you've got things that are trying to take away your peace. God is offering you peace, but you need to take steps to step into his trust this morning. What does that look like? I don't know exactly, but I'll tell you this. If you ask him, I bet you he's going to let you know what that looks like. What are the steps that you need to step into? What's the perspective that he wants to give you? Ask him. It doesn't just happen, but if you ask, God is good to give. 
Lord, thank you that you are good to give in these things. Thank you that peace is not a gift just for some people, but it is for all of us, Lord. Um, There is not one of us here that you love more than the other. Uh, There is not one of us that has earned more of our salvation than another. It is all a gift of you. And what you ask from us is the same thing that we simply surrender to you and trust in you. So I pray for each person, Lord. Uh, you know what, what, what you're asking of each of us. Lord, I, I pray that each one of you would hear clearly in this and that they would be brave and unafraid and they would step in and trust you, um, knowing that you're going to provide. Not that you're going to bring everything into perfect alignment in the here and now, but that you are going to provide and that you are able to make something good out of the trials and the sorrows that we walk through. Thank you that you're good, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.